The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Hallelujah. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'm plunging. I learn from God's word, and my life will never be the same again, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And so, Pastor Henry and myself just got back from uh, Umtata. We were in the Eastern Cape, right in the middle of the bush, somewhere in Umtata. And uh, man, it was an awesome time of fellowshipping with the pastors there and just empowering the pastors. And man, I'm, I'm here to tell you that the gospel is alive and well. The Jesus is alive and well in Umtata. They are preaching Jesus and lives are being transformed. It is just awesome. Amen. And so, uh, man, we had a good time. The food there is organic. I didn't want to come back. It's awesome. And so we started a series called Date Night. And uh, we started it last week, and we touched on uh, a few things. And one thing I, you know, I, I, I really uh, discovered as we were launching into uh, this series is this, that, you know, whenever we do a relationship series, we're always focusing on the marriage. We're always focusing on the married people. And uh, we hardly ever focus on preparing the singles uh, for marriage. You know, we, if we do that, it's, it's not really a full-on uh, focus. And so we, I, I, want, I needed to do that. We want to do that so that we can prepare them to step into the blessing of marriage. Amen? Uh, because there is a blessing of marriage, which is a higher law. The blessing is always a higher law than the miracles. And God wants you to operate at the blessing level. Amen. Amen. When it comes to healing, God wants you at the blessing level where you never have to get sick. Amen. You know, a lot of people think divine healing is powerful. Yeah, it is, but it is not God's best. God's best is where you never get sick. Amen. Amen. And so God, you know, I believe is uh, setting up uh, the young people in this church, the single uh, population uh, of this church. You are the guys that I'm going to be talking to uh, this morning. And so by show of hands, let's see uh, where the single people is at. The single, where my single people? Where my single people? Hallelujah. I meant, and, and let me explain that a little further. You know, single doesn't mean I have a boyfriend, so I'm not single. No, if you have a boyfriend, you're still single. Amen. So, that doesn't count. So, if you haven't taken the cows, forget it. Okay, let's try that one more time. Where are the single people? Oh, my single people. Okay, so I'm going to be talking to you this morning. Now, the married people, you may be able to benefit uh, 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 from this, but this message is not for you. It's for the single people. And I want you guys, the single population, man, embrace this message and uh, start applying it. I believe that it's going to uh, help you uh, when you eventually decide to get married. So quickly, let's go to Matthew chapter number 19. Matthew chapter number 19 uh, from verse uh, 11. Matthew chapter number 19 
from verse 11 to 12. I'm reading in the Message Bible. And so Jesus had been teaching about marriage and the disciples realized the gravity of what he was teaching. And they said, Lord, if this is what it takes, man, this is hard. And so Jesus went on to give, him, to give them these uh, further instructions around marriage. He said this, but Jesus said, I'm reading in the message, he said, not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. So right off the bat, we see that Jesus is telling us that it's going to take some maturity to live the married life. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Not a <laughs> Ask your neighbor, did you bring any amens today? Just, just, just check their wallet. If there are any amens. If there are any, just, just tell them this was a good place to use one. Jesus said this. Not Pastor T, Jesus. The one that we call our Lord and Savior. He said this. Not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. It requires a certain aptitude and grace. And so last week we said aptitude means skill, natural ability. Amen. So uh, sometimes we get too spiritual that we become earthly. Um, you know, really I'm trying to avoid the word useless, but we become earthly. <laughs> you know irrelevant ineffective really you know and and that's what he's talking about you're going to need both you're going to need natural ability you're going to need to learn how to be kind to one another and we said last week that the currency uh that sustains a marriage is caring yeah. is companionship is friendship that's the currency you're looking for uh in marriage i know many of you uh, came here driving a car and uh there are different fuels that you use for different cars some use uh, petrol some use diesel some use these days uh, uh electricity and uh, uh caring is the fuel for a marriage relationship amen and so for christians over the years uh we've lost the real essence of marriage because the goal became uh you know i just want to stay married long rather than I want to stay caring for a long time. So the goal is not just to stay married for staying married. The goal is to stay caring Amen. for each other. It's the way to sustain that marriage relationship. Amen? I said amen. He says it requires a certain aptitude. So this is natural skill and ability that we all can learn. And he says it requires aptitude and grace. Marriage isn't for everyone. Some from birth seemingly never give a marriage a thought. Others never get asked or accepted. And some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. But if you are capable of growing into the largeness of marriage. Did you see that? Jesus said, but if you are capable of growing into the largeness of marriage. Then like Nike says, just do it if you are capable so there's a condition there i know in the dispensation uh, of grace but when it comes to dealing with others uh, god is going to give you uh, conditions because he doesn't want his kids just being treated any kind of way he says if you're going to get married you yourself have to go look yourself in the mirror and check number one if you're mature enough to live a married life because the married life is all about putting somebody else before yourself Oh, and it was quiet in the building. Okay, it was quiet in the building. <laughs> this is rough. But that's what it is. You have to be mature enough to put somebody else before yourself. 
you know, people usually fight around uh, a message in uh, Ephesians 5 of submission. You know, it says uh, wives, uh, which shouldn't even be a problem in my opinion, because it didn't say women submit to men. He said, you know, people over the years have thought that that's what he was saying. He didn't say that. He said, wives, submit to your own husband. You don't even have to submit to the National Husbands Association of South Africa. <laughs> you get to pick one yeah, that you should submit to. And then he flips it. And he said, husbands, you husbands. And I think the husbands got the short end of the stick, of a very long stick. They got the short end. Because he flips it and he said, you husbands, you must love your wives as oh, not as uh, on generations. As Christ loved the church. Do you know what Christ did for the church? He died for it. And so just in that verse, we see that if you are a selfish person, if you are a self-centered person, man, it's going to be some problems. And I told you last week, and I said this, I said uh, marriage is brutal on selfish people. Marriage is the wrong place to be selfish. Amen. I said amen. amen. Uh, I think it was uh, 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 Muhammad Ali, 1974, 73 there. He came over to Africa, uh, to Zaire, now known as the DRC. And he was fighting against George Foreman in what was known as the Rumble in the jungle. And as they were in the ring, you know, Muhammad Ali did the rope-a-dope. He went to the, to the rope and, you know, uh, uh, George Foreman was swinging. And he was swinging and he exhausted himself. And uh, after about three, four, five rounds, Muhammad Ali looked at George and looked at him and he said, George, are you tired, George? <laughs> and he said to him, George, this is the wrong place to get tired. You can be tired at your house in your veranda, but not in the ring. And just like that, marriage is the wrong place to be selfish. Amen. 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 Marriage is the wrong place to put yourself first. And so growing into the largeness of marriage, part of it is growing into the largeness of being selfless. To where you put others first. You put your husband first. That didn't get a name. Let me try. You, you, put, you put your husband first. Oh, I'm still not getting any amen. To where you put your husband first. And to where you put your wife first. See, the brothers didn't take time. <laughs> the brothers are well trained. That's what it is. <laughs> we had a conference. They had, they had a conference. Called all the men to the uh, conference. And they said uh, 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 the last day was the Sunday. So the wives got to join the men in the, in, the, in the thing. And they started to share what they were learning. And they said, okay, brothers, just like we learned, uh, how many of you uh, listen to your wives? And then all the men put their heads up. <laughs> and then there was one brother who was sitting there. He had his hand down. And uh, they said, but you, bro, what's going on? What's up? He says, she told me not to put it up. <laughs> She told me, don't, don't put that hand up. <laughs> hey. You put that. And so what we want to talk about is a philosophy, uh, uh, a mindset. That's what a philosophy is. It's an attitude that acts as a guiding principle for behavior. Everyone has a philosophy on life 
and everyone has a philosophy on marriage and relationships. And sometimes these philosophies are shaped by our background, you know, where we come from and, uh, uh, you know, uh, dysfunctional families, to which last week we said everybody uh, has some dysfunction in their family. No one is spared. Uh, but thank God uh, there is a way out. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God that we get to become new creatures. Thank God that we have his word which can renew our mind and create a new philosophy. Amen. Amen. So that we can do it uh, right. And so today we want to talk to the singles again. We want to talk about uh, what I like to call the uh, 10 uh, relationship uh, readiness quiz. That's what we're going to be talking about uh, this week and next week. 10 uh, relationship readiness quiz. So this is a quiz that is designed to help you get ready uh, to start dating so that you can uh, find your God-given mate uh, and, you know, with the uh, ultimate goal of being married and uh, glorifying God uh, in your marriage. That's what a marriage represents. It represents the union between uh, Jesus, who is the groom and his bride, the church. So when we come together, there is a greater meaning to uh, a husband and a wife, you know, coming together in the union uh, in marriage. And that union is between Jesus and the church. The way Jesus loves on the church and the way the church worships Jesus and the way Jesus just uh, and the church are one you know in everything that they do or supposed to be one in everything that they do that's how uh, a marriage relationship is supposed to function and so as a single person before you go out uh, into the uh, a dating world uh, there's some questions that you have to ask yourself to see if you're ready so that you don't go in there and bleed on people amen I said amen. amen. And so that you, you, you know, you completely heal and you get ready. And when you do it right, you don't have to go through all the hurts. You don't have to go through all the craziness that's in the world right now. When you do it right, man, God can bring you a person uh, who's right for you. And this thing works like a charm. And so the relationship readiness quiz, that's what we're going to be talking about. Ten relationship readiness questions you must ask yourself honestly. And at the end of this quiz, you know whether you're ready or there's some things that you need to deal with and so the first uh, relationship readiness quiz is this is that uh, do I know what I want do I even know what I want? Before I start dating, you know, you must know what you want. Before you go out and you start dating people, you must know exactly what you want. In other words, this is what it should look like. I have a clear vision for my life and relationship. I can envision my perfect life in rich detail that feels strong, very real, and keeps me motivated. In Genesis 2 verse 18, uh, the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. And so essentially what the Lord was saying was, you know, when we come together in union, the wife is joining the husband on a mission. And she's joining him to be uh, his uh, suitable helper for the mission that God has put on his life. Amen. And this is awesome because then, ladies, this means you don't have to be forced to marry, you know, people with a mission that you don't agree with. You don't have to connect yourself to people with no mission at all. You know, you need to find out what's the mission. And once you find out what the mission is, then you can say, I'm willing to help uh, you on this mission. On the brother's side, if you don't have a mission, you have no business dating. Hallelujah. 
If you don't have a mission, you have no business dating. The first thing that God gave to Adam uh, when he created him was a J-O-B. Because even the Lord knew this. That no romance without finance. No romance without finance. You better get a J-O-B if you want to be with me. Praise the Lord. And so ladies and gentlemen, before you start dating, find out what the vision is. Why? Because scripture tells us that where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. When people don't have a vision together as husband and wife, they don't have a goal together as husband and wife, there is a, a, it's, a, it's potential breeding ground for uh, ill discipline. It says where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. They don't have something that's guiding them, and so it becomes a problem. And so the first question you must ask yourself before you get into the uh, dating world is this. Is that, you know, do I have a vision? And uh, 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 what's the vision? Can I get an amen? amen? And the good news, ladies, is you get to pick who you want to help. Thank you, Jesus. That was a good place to say amen. Number two, you, number two, if you're single, here's the second uh, relationship readiness quiz is this, is that I know my requirements. In other words, this is what it, it should look like. I have a, a written list of 10, someone say 10, at least 10, at least 10 non-negotiable requirements that I use for screening uh, potential partners. I am clear that if any are missing, a relationship will not work for me. These days, it's even easy because you can get on the a dating app and go to a, a section which says filter <laughs> you can go to a section which says filter and you can begin to filter things amen essentially that's what your list of requirements should be it should be a filter for you know people that you even give a chance i am clear that if any are missing a relationship will not work for me and these ladies and gentlemen i might add we are not talking about a list of superficial things like height you know skin color and looks that's not what we are talking about looks cannot sustain a relationship amen. Amen? amen and so as you look you need to look deeper skin deep right you need to look deeper than what you see on the outside it has to be based on moral someone say moral, moral. ethical someone say ethical and spiritual values so your 10 non-negotiables have to be based on moral ethical and spiritual values and not just looks Amen. and here's the problem then that we have is that you know way back where when i grew up the the hunk was uh, uh uh denzel washington that was the hunk so i asked in the first service i said who's the hunk today and sis jabu said uh <laughs> she said she said denzel is out but what what was that name idris idris alba Idris Alba. She said Idris Alba is the hunk, right? I don't know who the guy is. <laughs> but my wife doesn't seem to agree with that. <laughs> but here's the problem. 
and this is serious, is that a lot of church folk have their list, but when Idris shows up, that list is reduced from 10 to one thing. And so they come to us and they say, Pastor, you know, I think I met the one. And so one of the things that must be right at the top of that list is this, that they are a committed follower of Jesus Christ. In other words, they've accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. That should be right there at the top of the list. Amen. In other words, if they are not a believer, this is not going to work. It shouldn't work, right? But usually what happens is a hunk from Hollywood will show up and, you know, they say, Pastor, I think I met the one. There's one little problem. Now, the big 10 list that they made all of a sudden becomes the small 10. They say, Pastor, it's just a small problem. We'll sort it out later. The small problem is that they, they are not a believer. They are not a Christian. Or they believe something else. But I'm going to pray about it. No, God doesn't call you to have your marriage as a prayer request every single time there's a prayer meeting. Every time, we, what can we pray for? Pray for me. What can we pray for? Please pray for me. No, God does not call your marriage to be a prayer point. God has called your marriage to be a place of joy. God has called your marriage to be a place of growth and excitement. Amen? And fulfillment. And the way to do it is to pick the right one. And so don't look. I beg you. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. Don't pick according to what you see on the outside. It must be moral, ethical, and spiritual values. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Doesn't matter what they look like. She said no. But here's the deal. But here's the deal. Is that if, if you go, let's think about it. Let's process it. If you go just by looks, looks are perishable. And I'm choosing that word, you know, because I want to use that word. Your looks are temporary. Looks are going to fade away. Just like a flower, you know, it's, it's going to fade away. And if you, your relationship is based on the outside and just the looks, there's going to be some problems. You know, I was saying in the first service, my wife and I were in a certain country. I'm not going to tell you which one. Otherwise, you know, the people may be watching, but I was in a certain country. And, um, and, uh, and we went, we, we happened to go out for lunch with, you know, uh, these uh, uh, ladies who were a little, a little older than us. And, uh, you know, I'm from the village, so I didn't know these things. And so when we went out to eat, uh, uh, I couldn't help, but my wife said, man, you're staring. I said, man, I'm, the reason I'm staring was because uh, this lady, had a, she, she looked like, you know, she looked like, like the, it was like a permanent smile, and then the eyebrows were continuously raised like this. Like this. And then the, the lips were... So I asked my wife, I said, what's going on? And my wife said to me, uh, it's called uh, Botox. I think it's called Botox. And, you know, you get to inject yourself too. And the reason why that even sells is because people are going for the wrong thing. 
you know, to, to all the ladies, all the single ladies, let me tell you a truth about beauty. And it's been said many, many years ago by a wise man. Here's the truth about beauty. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Whoever gets to pick you thinks you are the most beautifulest thing. They didn't pick you because of the magazine a standard of beauty. They picked you because they wanted you. In fact, those magazines, they use those magazines to make you feel less of yourself. You know those magazines that you guys like? As you flip through every page, they're just showing you what they want you to think you don't have. As you flip through the page, they say you're too, too light. As you flip through the next page, they say you're too dark. As you flip through the next page, they say you're too tall. As you flip, you're too short. They're selling to everyone. It doesn't matter who you are, they're going to sell to you. If you're light, they're going to sell something to you. It's called temporary uh, 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 spray. What's that spray thing called? They have there at the gym. They, they, people pay money to go get sprayed. Ten, yeah? They get, paid 2,000 rand to go get sprayed because the magazine told them they were too light. Who, if God thought you were too light, he would have created you. With, God Almighty approved you when he created you with the skin tone that he gave you. Why would you allow somebody else to give you a different standard than the standard of heaven? And in fact, the real beauty is in people who have a Christ esteem. People who know who they are and they have boldness and confidence in that. That's where you become attractive. You know, I don't like suits. As you can tell. But when we started in the ministry, because I wanted to fit in. I went and I bought myself some suits. Man, how dread Sunday. Just drowning in that suit. And then I don't even know how to tie a tie. And, 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 and man, nobody liked me in those suits. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Lord gave me a revelation. He said, be yourself. Do you. And when I started to do me, all of a sudden it became attractive. Amen. Man, when you become yourself and you uh, 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 make peace with who you are, even when the person that God is sending comes, it's going to be easy for you to have a connection because no one is faking it. Yeah. See, when you keep fixing things and you're trying to impress, sometimes you get to a point where it's actually not you dating. The, you've sent a representative. Okay, all right, let me... Let me. Okay, let me, let, me, let me tone it down. Let me tone it down. So the second thing is, you must, you must, you must, you must uh, know your requirements. The first thing is, you must know what you want. The second thing is, you must know your requirements. Do, the way to test if your list is feasible is become your list first before you go out to look for it. You want to make sure your list is not fiction? Just you, become your list before you, you know, go out and try to look for it. Hallelujah. <laughs> number three. If you're taking down notes, number three. Here's the relationship readiness question. I am happy and successful at being single. You need to be happy and successful as a single person. In other words, this is what it looks like. I enjoy my life. I enjoy my work. 
I enjoy my family. I enjoy my friends. I enjoy my own company. In other words, I'm not looking for someone to rescue me. I am living the life that I want, and I am not seeking a relationship out of uh, uh, desperate need to be accepted. Whenever you are desperate and in need, you are starting at a very bad place because a relationship will never cure those insecurities for you. If you are single and sad, you are going to be married and mad. You You've got to be happy and fulfilled if you are going to be successful in a relationship. When you are still single, hey, you have enough budget to go on a trip by yourself. You can go to the Maldives by yourself. You can go to Mauritius by yourself. You can go to Cape Town you can, by yourself. When you are still not yet married, the money that you know, some of us have to use on diapers... <laughs> You can use that money to enjoy life. Are you getting a picture? You can, you can use that money to uh, uh, start a hobby. I think it was Arthur Manchus, he was, he was preaching. He said sometimes we equate spirituality with uh, 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 being not human. They say spiritual people must, uh, can't walk, they must float in the building. And that's why we're doing too much. Arthur said, man, spirituality, God, true spirituality is when you accept who you are, the hobbies, the desires that God put on the inside of you to see new places, to discover things. Man, by yourself, it, it's way cheaper. Listen, yeah. I, I, we, we travel as a team of four, okay, all the time. I can tell you it's way cheaper yeah. right now yeah. than it's going to be. So learn to be happy with yourself. Yeah. And when you do that, when the person uh, uh, comes into your life, man, it's going to be easy. Amen. It's going to be awesome. Practice uh, uh, generosity and help others while you are uh, still single. Practice this principle. The, the, the marriage relationship is not a relationship of give and take. It's a relationship of give and give. So as a single person, look for things you can give. Look for serving opportunities, not just at church. Out there, join something and be a part of something. Oh, that didn't go over so well. Hey, listen, you can go in and do salsa and still be a child of God. Okay, that, 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 okay. That's too carnal. Number four. Number four. The fourth question you must ask is this. I am ready and available for commitment. In other words, I'm not here for games. I'm ready and available for commitment. I have no emotional or legal or, uh, 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 I have no emotional or legal baggage from pre a previous relationship. My schedule, commitments, and lifestyle allow me my availability to build a new relationship. In other words, you need to take care of your emotional uh, uh, baggage. Is guama. I'm a, I'm a begs, right? He's kwama. If you, here's the truth. If you don't take care of his kwama, it can graduate to become umtualo. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm coming from the Eastern Cape. 
So the bags can become a, a burden. So you need to take care of the extra bags, emotional bags. In fact, I was saying in the first service, this is what I call it. It's not a real thing, but I'm using this so you can get the picture. If you don't take care of emo an emotional baggage and you start getting involved with someone, there's a spirit that gets involved there. I call it that because, don't, no, don't go start binding that spirit. It's, I'm using it so you can see the picture, okay? I call it the spirit of scramble. And so what it does is it will get you to listen to your wife through the filter of Susie. So what it does, it, it's, a, it's a scrambler. If you don't take care of emotional baggage, you're carrying, you're carrying that scrambler. And, and your wife may say something as simple as, hey, would you please just uh, take, when you get a chance, will you please just take the bin to the gate? Because tomorrow they're going to be collecting. But you will hear it as you lazy thing. You always sit in there using that remote. Why don't you go to the bin and take it? To, because you didn't deal with emotional baggage. Amen. And here's, the, here's another truth, is that you can't unscramble scrambled eggs. And so when it goes through the scramble, you will hear it through that emotional baggage that you need to get rid of. And here's the good news. Jesus says, through his blood, he will purge our conscience from all dead works. In other words, he can take care of your emotional baggage too. You just have to cast it onto him. Amen. If you want to, you can cast it onto him. Don't hold on to it. There's some people that hold on to emotional baggage because, you know, it, you, you, it comes with some pecs. Sometimes, you know, if you have emotional baggage, that you get extra attention. In fact, I was trying to pray for this uh, 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 a young lady the other year. I don't remember when it was, 2014, 15. Trying to pray for her. And the question I always ask, someone is sick. I don't assume that they want to get healed. question I always ask is, would you like to get healed? Because some people are sick and they don't want to get healed. Because they're enjoying the comfort of being sick. They're enjoying the attention they get. And she said this to me, I, I don't want to get well. I said, why not? She said, because then I'll be put back on the roster to wash the dishes. And so there are some people that won't get rid of emotional baggage because they want to use it as a crutch even in this new relationship. They make a mistake. They don't want to say sorry. They say, but you know my past. I've been hurt. Uh, okay, let me leave that alone. That's what I need to do. But how many of you know that you can cast all your emotional baggage on Jesus? Amen. You can cast all your emotional. You don't have to treat your wife the way your ex treated you. You don't have to treat your husband based on your experience with your ex. You can get rid of that and thank God for the blood of Jesus. He can give you a new heart. He can give you a new slate to write a new story. And so as you're dealing with this emotional baggage, make sure that you also clear out any legal baggage that you might have so that you are ready for a new relationship. If you uh, uh, went through uh, a divorce and things happen and people go through a divorce, just make sure you sign the papers, right? That you don't have uh, some, some legal thing hanging over your head and you're bringing someone into that legal mess. This is a practical way of moving on. 
If you just take care of that, and then you take care of the children, I a blessing from the Lord. Amen. When my mom married my dad, she already had two kids. It's a blessing. I love my brothers. It's a blessing to grow up in the same household with my siblings. Praise God. But she made sure that she just took care of the, 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 the previous uh, relationship and the baggage so that that man didn't come to cause problems in this new relationship. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the legal issues. Just make sure you deal with that before you bring someone into that stuff. Because you could have, you know, a baby daddy drama and, and, and you know baby mama drama and things of that nature you, you can get rid of that stuff while you're still single clear out all that legal baggage so that you are ready to meet people amen, amen. amen. I said amen. amen and then the last one because I'm out of time is this the last you know fifth question you should ask uh, before you, you start dating is this is this that my work is fulfilling in other words, sorry, the question is this. Am I satisfied with my work, uh, life, and career? This is where you should get to. My work is fulfilling to support my lifestyle, and it does not interfere with my availability for a new relationship. Sometimes uh, uh, quality time is a problem, and you, know, not, you may be in a season of life where you just don't have time. You know, the, the job that you're in, uh, the things that you're dealing with, that's okay. It just means you are not available to bring someone else into that. Because that can cause emotional strain. You, are, you know very well the visa has been approved. You are skipping town. You are leaving the country. You know that. You already know that. That you are leaving the country. You still want to be out here meeting people in this country. Can you see how crazy people are? You, you knew it. That this was your deal. You live in the country. You still want to meet someone here? And then in five and a half months, you're going to break their heart and tell them, listen, I'm actually not available. I think it's unfair. And so as you ask these 10 relationship readiness questions, these are the questions that you should ask yourself to see if you are ready to start meeting people and to start dating them. I'm out of time. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. And so next week, we're going to be looking at the rest of the five uh, relationship uh, readiness quiz but here's the truth here's something that i know god is someone for you god is someone for you uh, that he wants to bring into your life that's going to be a blessing to you some of you you you've gone through a divorce and your your own family has told you that that was the only chance that you know life was going to give you and that you blew it and that there is no hope for you well i came to tell you that our god is a god of restoration our God is a God of restoration. And he will restore you sevenfold. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. God can redeem the time. And he can bring someone in your life that will make your life seven times better. That's what he says. He says when a thief is caught, he shall pay seven times. Some of you, the enemy has lied to you and he has told you you are too old. And you believed the lie of the enemy. 
It's a lie from the pit of hell. Amen. Amen. Time is in the hands of our God. God can restore the time. Amen. You didn't lose any time. God can and will restore your time. He will restore. He will pay back the years that the locusts, the cankerworm, have eaten. Amen. And I want to pray. I want to pray for the single. The single people in this church are going to be as an example to the world. What example, you may ask? An example of a God who is a God of redemption. Who's a God who takes the mistakes of your past and makes something beautiful out of it. The broken pieces of your past, he will put them together and make a mosaic, a beautiful picture. A God that can heal your heart from the past hurts. Amen? Some of you, you know, you've been lied to that this emotional hurt that happened to you in the past is going to be a part of your identity in the future. That's a lie from the pit of hell. We're going to pray and break that this morning. It's a new day. It's a new day. You're going to receive this spirit of maturity that Jesus talked about. You're going to receive aptitude as you learn these things. You're going to receive grace and you're going to grow into the largeness of marriage by the grace of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Lord, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice. I just pray right now protection over them in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray a protection from hurts that the enemy may want to throw their way. Lord, I just pray right now that you're you're putting a hedge of protection around their hearts, around their emotions. I thank you, Father, even for a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit, a supernatural work to bring healing, not just physical healing, but also emotional healing. Some have uh, broken hearts. And Lord, I pray right now that you're giving them brand new hearts. Even as you say that for this new covenant, you will give us brand new hearts and you will write your laws, your promises, your precepts upon this heart. Lord, I thank you that they are promises of hope, promises of a bright future in this new heart that they are receiving. Thank you, Father, that they will not listen. Those who are married and those who are single, Lord, I just thank you that you're removing emotional uh, baggage, that they will not listen uh, to, to each other through the, the spirit and the, the, the voice of uh, that scrambles the real meaning and intent of the communication. But Father, that they will be pure in their heart, for to the pure all things are pure. Thank you, Lord. That right now you are putting them on the path. You are putting them on a course to collide and meet with their destiny. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that these, your precious children, will be as an example to the, to the world. They'll be as an example to a dying world, to a community uh, that has lost the meaning of relationship. We just thank you, Father. I just thank you, Lord, for doing it for them. These, your single children, will not be taken advantage of. 
But Father, that they will meet someone who will love for them, care for them, hold their hand, journey them, minister to them, and just grow together in their relationship with you. Lord, we just thank you and we give you all the praise. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone say, Amen. Amen. Now, do you believe that prayer? We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.